Then we're, we're back. We're I'm back. back. I'm training for a half marathon, getting the endorphins, which make me happy. Mm-hmm. Happy people don't kill their husbands, right, Jonathan? Yep. <laughs> but running... According is, to Legally Blonde. According to Legally <laughs> But, so I was running the other day... And I go through this like huge range of emotions where one second I'm like, you know, and I was running seven miles. One second I'm thinking, I could do a full marathon. Like I could do this. Is that why it was only for one second? Yeah. And then the next second is like, what are you doing? You need to stop. Stop now. Stop now. Yeah. But it's all mental. So here I am pushing through. You can do it. Going to Walt Disney World. To run my marathon, half marathon, half marathon. You never know. Miles. You can change your mind. Decide so you're just gonna go. Whoop, I'm gonna do a marathon. I don't think that's that's not allowed at this race. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Gem Junkies. I'm Brecken, and I'm Jonathan, and we're here today with a fascinating episode. Sure, fascinating. Silver, y'all. Y'all. I'm just you just you just honed it on your inner band. <laughs> My inner band. It's been an exciting week, mm-hmm. hasn't it, Jonathan? Very exciting. We were in California. We flew out last Thursday, yep. did some filming for Gem Legacy, which is something that I think we'll talk about into the future. Yeah, we will. And uh, then I decided last minute to take a girls' trip. I just booked it. I went out for drinks with my friend in LA and I was like, yeah, I'm going to Colorado this weekend. So that happened. How do you feel about that, Jonathan? It's random. (laughs) You got left with the girls. But it was so needed. Okay. For my spiritual, mental, and emotional well-being. Physical. I learned all sorts of new things. I feel like it's a kind of marital contract between Chase Mm -hmm. and I. Like, at least every quarter, I'm like, peace out. I'm just out. Yeah. I'm out. Yeah. And it it's good. It's good for the soul. <laughs> but anyway, we digress. Silver. Mm-hmm. Used in jewelry making. Yep. We sell silver. Mm-hmm. It's, it's beautiful metal. Mm-hmm. What is it? What is silver? Well, silver is its own element on it, the periodic table. It is. And it is defined by the symbol AG. For Argentum. Which is the Latin word for silver? Shiny. Well, yeah. And the cool thing about silver is that it's a transition metal. What does that mean, Jonathan? Um, it is very reactive. It likes to get its groove on and make compounds. Yeah. So it likes everything. Yeah. So it's really, really rare to find it in its native form, like just silver. Yeah, it's usually found with other metals like copper, copper nickel, lead. Gold, silver sulfide, silver chloride, lead, lead zinc ores, all sorts of other stuff. The thing that I found so interesting, we were just in Montana, Mm -hmm. and the gold there is naturally alloyed with silver. Yeah. So it comes together, and it makes the gold that you find at the uh, Rock Creek Sapphire Mines about 18 karat gold. Which right. is what percent? 75. There you go. 75% gold, 25% silver. Yeah. Blew my mind. Mm-hmm. I think of alloying as something that we do. Which it is. 
which it is. But, but it can naturally happen na- as That well. it naturally happens, I mm-hmm. think, is pretty amazing. Right. So there are some unique physical characteristics that make silver silver. It happens to be extremely soft, ductile, mm-hmm. and malleable. 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 All right, but not as malleable as gold. Right. Uh, it also has a brilliant white metallic luster it that al- can take on a high polish. It also is has the highest electrical conductivity. It does. And thermal. And thermal. Yeah. And reflectivity. Right. It is like the best... Of a lot of categories. It's a very fancy science metal. It is. And it's <laughs> so fancy. You want to get scientific? Why is silver white when gold and copper have color? I don't know. Okay. So, bear with me. Here's chemistry for you guys. Let's yeah, do this together. Like preaching. <laughs> preach. Yeah, I've got today. my hands like she's got her spread preach on. out. Preach. She's, she's in super, super teachy science mode what right now. <laughs> Coffee and collagen. It's not collagen. <laughs> but, so, I don't know why this like blew, blew my mind. I didn't think about this. So, it happens because the energy required to excite an electron in silver to the conduction band is large enough that it no longer corresponds to the absorption in the visible spectrum of light, but rather in the ultraviolet light. That's why it's white. Now, gold and Mm. copper, they don't require that much energy to excite that electron, so they're in the visible spectrum with your gold and your rose-colored hues. But it takes so much energy to excite that silver electron, it's white in the ultraviolet range. Awesome. Right? It's pretty amazing. It's mm-hmm. freaking amazing. Yeah. Isn't it? It's amazing. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Like we said, silver is the highest electrical, electrical and thermal conductivity. Oh, well. Cut that part. I'm, I'm raging on coffee right now. Yeah, I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot. Okay. Like, people like tone down on the collagen. Yeah, <laughs> Okay. Like Jonathan said before, silver has the highest electrical and thermal conductivity of all metals. It even it even conducts electricity better than copper. Right. And we use a lot of copper wire, but it is not it's better than copper wire, but it is not cost effective. Right. right? It's, it's expensive. It's too expensive. And people are already stealing copper out of houses. So. Right. But it, but it, they use it a lot a lot in electronics and they turn it into paint. So they use silver paint for all of your printed circuits for circuit boards and for like RFID antennas, that's all done with silver paint. Whoa. Yeah, because it is better at like radio frequencies mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's in all your cell phones, your RFIDs, your so I mean it's 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 everywhere in our electronics is silver. Yeah. It's also in your mirrors. All mirrors? I don't I don't know if it's all mirrors, but I remember in the olden times. Yeah, I know that they used a lot of silver. It is the best known reflector of light, silver mm-hmm. is, um, but it does tarnish over right. time, which is why your antique mirrors can sometimes have that haze, haze. that silver look. The patina. The patina of age. Because it's oxidizing. Yeah. Yep. 
Let's talk about tarnish. That okay. stinks. Well, it doesn't really actually stink. No, it doesn't actually stink, but it does when you clean it off. <laughs> <laughs> In order to clean silver, yes, it's yes, typically Jonathan's smells. aunt and uncle were so kind to give us a beautiful set of silver, like a teapot. And Here, like have a crane. cabinet of work. Yeah, <laughs> a cabinet of work. <laughs> I am so sorry, John and Diane, but I have not polished it once. No, not since they gave it to us polished. But it has a beautiful patina. It has a beautiful black rainbowy patina on it and mm-hmm. that happens when it comes in contact with sulfur and more and certain regions are more prone to cause your silver to tarnish than other regions do we have higher sulfur we do and we can thank a fertilizer factory for that ah yeah is it also but i mean there's also a lot of sulfur being pumped out at yellowstone yeah. So is, do we also have naturally occurring, because we have naturally occurring hot springs, which is sulfur typically mm-hmm. is involved in that as well, right? Yeah. So, so it's not just... It's not just our fertilizer plant. So when silver does come in contact with sulfur in the air, it causes it to tarnish. Now, you'll notice too, the more you wear your silver jewelry, it tends to tarnish less. And that's just because you're you're rubbing it, you're coming into contact with it and kind of rubbing off some of that tarnish but to clean it off they have little rags or dips yeah they haven't invented a dip big enough for like platters when's that gonna happen i'm sure they have i remember i'm sure somebody has that i remember just not us working at molinelli's and we offered this polishing polishing service. service and just sitting in the back polishing silver trays, which is probably why I don't do it at home. Because it's work. Because <laughs> it's work. <laughs> but there we it's go. A lot of work. We yeah. just covered tarnish and why and why silver tarnishes and it's gonna happen. Now you can plate your silver. Yes. And we do that. Yes. We what plate you, our our silver jewelry. With rhodium? Yeah. Okay. So just like you would with a white gold. It's a little different though. I know that it's, it's a little more complicated to actually do the process, but this isn't, this yeah. isn't production with Paul. Well, this is, we'll ask that question with yeah. production with Paul, but I, it, you're right. It is more complicated than just right. plating. Cause you gold. can't plate rhodium right on top of silver. You have to, I think you have to do a second, there's a step in between. Mm-hmm. But that helps with tarnishing. Mm-hmm. It, it keeps the tarnishing way down. Right. So more uses of silver, obviously, jewelry and silverware like we covered mm-hmm. and, We've all heard of sterling silver. Well, what is sterling silver? 925. So 92.5% silver. To 7.5% copper. Right. And then there's also the European silver or Britannia silver, which is 958. So 95.8% silver, 4.2% copper. Right. Just more pure, I guess. Right. Uh, Also, silver was used a ton... In the photographic industry, mostly as a silver nitrate. But fun fact, at the peak of silver's use, which was 1999 in the film or photographic industry, 30% of silver produced was used for photos. Wow. But because of digital, that's gone down 70%. Because of all your digital film and everything now. And so now you use the silver in the camera instead of... Yeah. In jewelry, (laughs) cell phones, a lot more cell phones. 
yeah. lot more electronics. One other interesting fact. Well, no, I've got more than one other interesting fact about snow. <laughs> You're all full of, full I, of the facts today. I'm full today. of the facts today. Did you know that silver iodide is used in artificial rainmaking? Wait okay. for it. They, they make it, they seed the clouds with it and they make it rain. Boom. Silver makes it rain. How? Well, they, they put it into the cloud and it makes you just, it rain. <laughs> so, so they just drive with an open cockpit and they just drop a couple it silver coins cause, out of the... It how, must I mean, cause the cloud to condense and, and create rain. Hmm. And also, silver was successfully used to prevent infection in World War One. Yeah, it's used a lot in, in medicine in like wound dressings and as like an antibiotic coating due to silver ions are bioactive and they actually kill bacteria. Nom, 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 nom. They yeah. eat them. They well, basically, they don't eat them, but they zap but, them. Yeah, they zap it. They make it so that the bacteria can't live. Yeah, so the, it, the most interesting. interesting medical use I found was it was used in cranial surgery to replace bone. Mm-hmm. Like crazy? They use that on my dad. Hmm. Silver on, on yeah. his brain? On his so, brain bone? We don't use it on your brain. <laughs> no, um, when there's like a patch that they use mm-hmm. that has silver basically embedded into the gauze. Right. And it helps the wound heal faster. And prevents mm-hmm. infection. infection. Yeah. I yeah. remember seeing it. Mm-hmm. There you go. We, we have evidence. <laughs> All right, so the history of silver. When was silver first discovered? It's I, impossible to know. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think we know that. We don't know that. <laughs> yeah, it is one of the seven metals of antiquity known to prehistoric humans. And those seven metals are mercury, so healthy. Uh, tin, lead, again, so healthy. <laughs> Silver, gold, copper, and iron. So all those all those metals humans have been using since prehistoric times. Um, silver is more reactive than gold, and so supplies of native silver are much more limited than gold. So even in Egypt, silver was more expensive until about 1500 BC when metallurgy processes became more prevalent. Mm -hmm. Now, humans have been great metallurgists from basically the beginning of time. There's evidence of humans separating silver from its ore dating back to 7,000 BC. It's a long time ago. Yeah, and so it's a process called cupellation, which is a technique that allows silver to be separated from its ore and what that does is it leaves these huge slag heaps, and slag heaps are uh, like a glass-like right, and that's kind due, of byproduct. That's due because it's due to most of your metals, uh, their to their temperature that they melt. Their melting temperature is much lower than silver. Silver yeah. has a much higher temperature, so you start heating it up, and the other ones melt off. That's the real basic. Basic, yeah. yeah. And so they they found these slag heaps kind yeah. of all over the world in Asia, in the Mediterranean. And so that's kind of how they can date when we first started separating silver from yeah. other ores. Um, 
some of your earliest extraction centers uh, were Sardinia, which is the which is an island right next to Italy, and mm-hmm. there's evidence of that being done in about 5,000 BC by the Phoenicians, and they went to Spain to get their silver ore, and they got so much they couldn't fit it on their ship, and so they used silver to weight the their anchors instead of lead. Mm-hmm. Because they just brought so much. And by the times of the Greeks and Romans, silver coins were a massive part of the economy. Yeah, the earliest coins were that have been found are from about 600 BC. Mm-hmm. And that was in Lydia, which is now like kind of Western Turkey. Yeah. And, and that's where the earliest ones about... Uh, there's a lot of well-known silver coins like the the Greek drachma or the Roman denarius or <gasps> you know the yeah. Spanish dollar so there's a lot of a lot of your really famous old coins are all all silver so one of my favorite things that they would use I, I obviously silver was a currency and it's soft mm-hmm. so it's called hack silver and they would just take a, a hunk of silver. And when they wanted to buy something or barter for something, they would weigh the silver and then they would determine a price and they'd hack a piece of it off and give them a piece of the silver and they'd keep the rest of it. Hack silver. It was pretty cool. But uh, the rise of the Greek and Roman empires were really made possible by nearby silver mines and uh, especially Athens. So they extracted 30 tons of silver ore a year from 600 BC to about 300 BC, which really funded that Greek and and Roman empire. Um, And then in the Middle Ages, it was mainly produced within Europe, used coins, jewelry, all that good stuff. Uh, And then we come over to the conquistadors and America. Mm-hmm. And that was huge. A lot of silver was plundered from the Americas by the conquistador. And in fact, so much so that uh, South America became the dominant silver producers in the 18th century until it was discovered in the U.S., Mexico, and Canada. Let's think of Nevada and all mm-hmm. their silver rushes. Mm-hmm. Um, so that North America became the primary producer in the 19th century. Uh and now it's still pretty much Peru is one of your big producers. Mexico is a big producer. There was a huge deposit found in Poland in the 1970s. It was actually a copper deposit they found, which was really rich in rich silver. Rich in silver. So they became a big producer of silver as well. So now we got to get into the folklore. And it's my birth month, which happens to be October. <laughs> it's my birth month. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. October. Why are you licking your finger? It's yeah, weird. because I'm like turning the page. <laughs> In the air. In the air. <laughs> so weird sometimes. But I am obsessed with Halloween, right? Yeah, because it's your birth month. Because it's my birth month. Is it your is, is you it your birth month? you guys figure out your costumes? No, no, we haven't figured out costumes Now we yet. got weeks. We've got a couple weeks. The twins are all over the place. I want to be Paw Patrol. I want to be Shimmer and Shine. I want we haven't to be talked to them in a while, though. We should probably yeah, narrow should it down probably and actually, like, maybe make or buy something. Probably buy something. This weekend. Yeah. Just be like, we're just doing it. We're, we're doing, doing this. It. Okay. Costco style. Mm-hmm. What is the first thing that comes to your mind when you think silver? Bullet. 
Yeah, silver bullets. And do you know what they protect against? Werewolves. Werewolves, but also witches and vampires. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, just keep that in mind when you're trolling around town this October. Please don't shoot anyone. Please don't shoot anyone. Um, This is a strange detour. This is a strange detour. I was curious as to why silver bullets killed monsters. Mm. Why? Is it due to them being and like the being them being bioactive? No, I went down a really dark wormhole to figure this out. But from what? What and you I extrapolated? Extrapolate from the dark web <laughs> of, of silver bullets and werewolves. <laughs> okay. Uh, silver corresponds with the moon. Okay. Gold, the sun. Mm. So okay. the moon is where werewolves, vampires get their strength, but it can also be their weakness. Mm. And yang kind of a thing. Mm. So mm-hmm. there you go. There you get your silver bullet reference. That's pretty cool. Oh, okay. Yeah, it is. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. So that was the least crazy, Yeah. you know. <laughs> and it came from folklore that yeah. now the That's silver bullet is... logical. Yeah. And now the silver bullet is used all kinds of different references to be like... The one way, the, the easy way. The easy way. The yeah. silver bullet. Or the, the magical bullet. cure. The magical cure. Like this. Or the thing that doesn't exist. Yeah. Yeah. Like, this, yeah. you know, mythical. Yeah. It's just a fairy tale kind of a thing. Right. And then there's also a negative connotation that goes with silver in folklore. Uh-oh. Which um, has to do with Judas. Oh, right. Yeah. He was paid... 30 pieces of silver to betray Jesus and turn him over to the soldiers. Yeah, there's several references biblically to silver, and they're all negative. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're all negative. Yeah. So silver tends to be a negative thing and can also symbolize greed or degradation mm-hmm. and second best. To gold. To gold. <laughs> so there you go. Silver and folklore. We want to thank you for tuning into another episode of Gem Junkies. I'm Brecken. And I'm Jonathan. And if you want to see what we do in our real life, you can always follow us at Parlay Gems on Instagram and Facebook. And until next time. Bye-bye. See you later. Bye.